Welcome to the 19th episode of Solid Rock. I am Nicole Blazik. Today is January 10th. What a week it has been in our nation. We have had a monumental week that will go down in the history books. We went from the Republican Georgia rally to who won the Georgia Senate, the opening, quote, prayer of the House of Representatives, to the protest in Washington, the horrible tragedy at our nation's capital in Washington on Wednesday, to the electoral college vote solidified. Through all of this, there has been continued division, lies, evil, and violence in our nation. I don't know if you're like me, but that's a lot to take in. For me, it's been a week of conflicting emotions and a heart that has been deeply, deeply grieved to the point of tears. As I looked to the past, I came by a picture of one of our founders and first president of our country, George Washington. It is a picture of him on his knees in the snow, head bowed, hands folded, in prayer at Valley Forge. In the words of President Ronald Reagan, he said, that image personifies a people who know that it is not enough to depend on our own courage and goodness. We must also seek help from God, our Father and Preserver. George fought, led, bled, and sought the Lord for everything in leading our country to freedom. What would George and our founding fathers say about our nation now? Most importantly, what would the Lord say about our country? In the midst of these reflections, I'm reminded and thankful that I do not put my hope in my feelings, a president or a government or what is going on in the world. That none of this comes as a surprise to the Lord. He is perfectly in control and sovereign over all things. He can be allowing this so that we may see a need for a savior and cry out to God. My feelings that I have are fleeting, but the word of God lasts forever. Jesus is our only hope and the word of God, our clear compass through these dark and trying times. Let us dive into the word today. As I was praying about what the Lord wanted me to say, he brought me to the book of Nehemiah chapter one. In the late autumn of the 20th year of King Araxerxes reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Hannah and I, one of my brothers came to visit me with some of the men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had survived the captivity and how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well. For those who return to the province of Judah, they are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down. The gates have been burned. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. Then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands, listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands laws, and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember that 
what you had told your servant Moses. If you sin, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, even if you're exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored. We are your servants, the people you rescued by your great power and might. O Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success now as I go talk to the king for a great favor. Put it into my heart for him to be kind to me. In Bible times, having a wall around your city was imperative to securing and protecting the city against enemy invaders. When Nehemiah heard that there was no longer a city protecting Jerusalem, he was greatly grieved and mourned. He heard that the city no longer was secure and that anyone could come in and take advantage of the city and its people. Our nation no longer has a wall of protection around it. The walls have crumbled. The wall of protection being our Judeo-Christian beliefs. We have seen the erosion of our wall happen over time. By allowing the killing of innocent babies, 62 million to be exact, since 1973. The blood of these babies cry out from our nation. This is evil at its core. The enemy of our soul revels in allowing this and even endorsing it. We have seen our nation redefine gender. We are telling the Lord that who he created was not right. He made a mistake. We play God, taking matters into our own hands and change what God has created. Genesis one twenty seven says, So God created people in his image. God patterned them after himself, male and female. He created them. We were patterned after God himself and made in his image. It is an outrage to think that we know better than the God of the universe. We have taken the Lord out of schools, governments, businesses, and said that the Lord should not interfere in the affairs of man. We think we know better and can do better. We have redefined what God said was marriage between a male and a female. Genesis 2.24 says, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to a wife, and the two are united into one. We have legalized same-sex marriage. When we condone this, we mock the Lord's good plan for marriage. This is an abomination to God. The Lord made marriage to be a representation of Christ, the groom, and his church, the bride. We are to remain a chaste bride, ready for our bridegroom to return. He will be returning soon but we are anything but chaste. We have allowed, quote, quote, prayer in our government houses to other gods. A minister opened the 117th Congress with a, quote, quote, prayer to a monotheistic god, Brahma, a god known by many names of different faiths, a man and a woman. As this minister was saying this, behind him, there were the words, In God we trust. Oh, how we have fallen away from being a nation that was founded on God. George Washington said, It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly implore 
his protections and favor. Our country was different because we were the first nation solely founded on the leading and direction of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our nation was like none other, but I cannot say that now. We are now a nation susceptible to any influence or any enemy attack. We are weak, divided, and tired. This is the prime time for the enemy Satan to attack, especially believers. He loves to see believers be divided and fight amongst themselves. When our walls are down, we are defenseless. My question is, now what do we do as believers? Nehemiah 1, 4-7 talks about Nehemiah being grieved over the news he heard about Jerusalem and the walls being down. He fasted and prayed. Then he repented of his sins, that of his family, and the nation of Israel. My spirit is horribly grieved with where we are as a nation and how far we've come from God. Believers, we should all be grieved. Then we are then encouraged by Nehemiah's example to feel what has happened. We fast and we ask God for forgiveness for our own personal sins, our families, and that of our nation. And most importantly, seek the Lord. Nehemiah 1, 8 through 11. Nehemiah is remembering God's faithfulness and the promises that he kept to Israel. He is a loving, faithful, and just God. He is asking him to hear the prayers he has uttered as he sought him for what to do. God is faithful and God is just. In his justice, he cannot allow us to keep on sinning like this. We can count on him. He hears our prayers and is working all things out for the good of those who love him. We are to seek his guidance in being about our father's business of sharing the gospel and living it out to a watching world. So what are we to do next? What do you want us to do, Lord? When all hope seemed lost in this situation, the Lord gave Nehemiah a mission. The Lord used Nehemiah to go to Jerusalem and with the help of others, rebuild the wall around the city. It was rebuilt in a miraculous time of 52 days. We may as believers feel that the state of our nation is hopeless, but with God, all things are hopeless and we are never without hope. In 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We can, as a nation, rebuild the walls around this, our country if we humble ourselves, pray, seek the Lord, and turn from our wicked ways. We can rebuild the walls one brick at a time. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you, Father God, for your goodness and your faithfulness to us, Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your work in our lives, Father God. You are so good. Jesus, we humbly come before you, Father God. We seek you, Jesus, and we ask, Father God, that you would forgive us of our sins, Lord. What we've done personally, our family sins, Lord Jesus, 
and what we've done as a nation, Lord. We have sinned against you grievously. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would forgive us and wash us clean, Lord Jesus. We ask, Father God, because you are so good and you are so gracious, Lord, that you will not let us stay where we are. Lord Jesus, sometimes we have to feel the consequences of our sin, Lord Jesus, and that's where we're at as a nation, Lord. Our walls are down. Anything is coming into our nation, Lord. We have sinned against you grievously, Lord. Please forgive us, Father. We ask, Jesus, that you would, in your mercy and in your grace, that you would heal our land, Father God, that we would turn and we would repent and we would come back to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your greatest example of love and sacrifice that you've ever given to us, Lord, by taking the sins of all mankind upon yourself, Lord Jesus, and died on the cross. Then on the third day, rising again and coming back to life, giving us and offering us the hope of eternal life through you, Jesus Christ. Oh, Father God, that many will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Jesus, through these hard times, Father God, that they would know there's hope that there's something else, that there's something more, Lord Jesus. And I pray that there will be a great revival of believers that would come to share the hope that they have in you with others, Father God. And our nation would build back that wall, Lord God. We thank you and praise you for today, Lord Jesus. We love you so much and we praise you for everything, Father God. You are so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today and thank you so much for your support in sharing the podcast. I pray it was an encouragement and a blessing to you. I look forward to seeing you next week.